this episode of Hatcher Hockey is brought to you by Tony's Joint. They are located at 20 Talbot Street South, Unit 5. Make sure you stop by the joint and check out all their cannabis products. You must be 19 or older to enter. Must have valid ID. Check them out. Tony's Joint. And what is going on, everybody? All of you beauts and beauties out there. It is episode number 78 of Hat Trick Hockey, which is always brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hat Trick Hockey. Now, this being episode number 78, it's the Pavel Dimitra edition of Hat Trick Hockey. He played 16 seasons in the NHL, 848 games, 304 goals, 464 assists, five or sorry, 765 points plus 124 he's a world junior and world cup bronze medalist he's a lady bing winner he won a championship in the slovak league as well tragically on september 7 2011 he was killed in a a uh, crash while they were flying to a game i believe so the flight staff every, everybody on board with the team everybody was killed tragically so Rest in peace to him. What a career he had. What a lengthy career he had. Uh, we'll bring in my boy, my line mate, Rob. What's up, brother? What's going on, everybody? <laughs> I'm going to start this show off right here. I got a little uh, got a little thing of fireball here. Fireball. <laughs> so what's up? Whiskey. Yeah, whiskey. So what's up, man? How's everything been since last time we talked? I feel like we haven't talked in forever. I know. I know. Uh, every, everything's going good. Uh, can't complain. Um, I do have to mention uh, a friend of uh, the show, a friend of mine passing away uh, tragically on Monday, uh, Danny Quinlan, tugboat. Um, total fucking beauty. Uh, it was a very sad day. Um, I had, I had a real struggle with it and uh, just a shout out to his family and, and all the, all the friends and that listen to the show too, as well. Like uh, he, he will be missed immensely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I seen that there online. It was pretty tragic stuff, man. So sorry to hear and yeah. sorry to uh, his friends, family, um, anybody close to him and dear to him as well. Yeah. Um, on an upswing though, Rob, what did you, uh, do, what did you do? Oh, well, we had the new year's celebration. Uh, I had a good time. We were over at the Bernans. I was over at the Bernans and, uh, okay. just had, just had a blast, uh, watch Michigan get fucking. Yeah, oh my God. What an embarrassing. I had, game. I had like fucking probably three or four sheets going, and two, and I had the, the dumb fucking thing I did is I took Michigan on every sheet. Wow. Wow. They were the underdog, right? So if but, you if you didn't take them, well, you, you took it wouldn't have been worth as much. Yeah. But still, I was just like, oh, you know what I mean? So that kind of sucked. But yeah, there was it was quite it was quiet though. Like after that game that Michigan <laughs> lost, man, it was quiet. Like I couldn't believe it. I'm not really like, I don't really like follow college ball too much. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. I like to play it though. Yeah. 
yeah. pro line. I, like, I like watching it because like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, I, I find it, I find I, I like, like Michigan. I like watching mm-hmm. Michigan, but I'm, I'm not a big football fan either. Like where it comes to, I like the lions cause I, I suck, you know, like, <laughs> so I just I got all the worst team. teams going right now. Like mm-hmm. the lions, the, the tigers, uh, Leafs are pretty good. fuck the Leafs. <laughs> fuck. That's why this is upside down still. Yeah, I know. We're going to have to so fix that. We're going to uh, actually win, gonna win act- the first round, win the first we're, round. And we're going to actually work on that whole background there that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you got, we're going to take care of that. Um, yeah, I didn't do anything really crazy for New Year's either. I was at home, honestly. Like, Steph and I, we watched um, New Year's Eve somewhere, like, halfway across the world or whatever. So, that way the kids could see, a, like, a New Year's with all the fireworks and stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> was that 7 o'clock or something? Yeah, something? it was at, like, yeah. 7 o'clock. It was yeah. Dubai or something. I don't know, something like that. But whatever. They were way ahead of us. So, yeah, we did that. We tuned into one of those, and the kids were, like, watching it, like, thought it was they were just loving it right so it was good that's cool um so in the meantime we think should we hop into this hockey stuff or what let's go a couple things the league's obviously fired back up now which is good now we're back in the full swing some games are still being called off but for the most part hockey is back now after a little bit of a break um one of the main stories just happened actually last night kale mccarr did you see that overtime winner i didn't so he had, so they were playing Chicago and uh, he just had the puck and he was three on three overtime. You know how they just cycle it around in their end. So what yep. he did is he was just cycling it around. Well, what he did is he went up to the half wall. I think he had Kirby Doc on him. Okay. And he just did a complete spin move and he skated right into the net and it was just him and Mark Andre Fleury and he deked and went right up under the crossbar, like on his backhand, Yep, right up under the crossbar. It was one of the nicest goals that I've seen this year. I'm telling you, when you get a chance, look it up. I'm sure everybody listening to the show right now will agree with me. Rob, it was by far one of the nicest goals scored this year. So when, right. you, get a, when you get a chance, yeah, definitely look that up. I will for sure. But Kale McCarr is just sick, though. But I didn't think he had he had some mitts like that. Like that's greasy, greasy mitts, man. But check that out when you get a chance. The one thing that we were just shooting the shit about before we came on there, Rob, was actually Connor McDavid and two other Oilers are out against the Leafs due to the due to the COVID protocol. So do you know why he's out? Did he test and he tested a like positive have, or something? Had to have tested positive. But it seems to be running rampant through like a lot of the hockey teams, right? There was lots of games postponed over the uh, over the holidays, and and uh, it seems like it's rampant everywhere right now. Uh, shut down the World Juniors too, right? Like fuck. that, fuck yeah, that still bugs me. Mm. Also, too, on that note, Hyman will also play his first game against his former squad tonight too. So, or is it? Is it? Is it? When is that game? Is it tonight? Tonight. Yeah, in so, Toronto. Yeah. So, so tonight being Wednesday. So uh yeah, how do you how do you think he'll do? You think he'll bury one or what? I do. I, I think he well, he'll be on the line with dry sidle. So yeah. The guy the guy just knows the net, knows how to go to the net, knows all about the net, you know, like he, it's he's a big guy, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, and I I just watched that uh all or nothing that that toronto uh thing yeah i haven't got to yet documentary thing i heard it's awesome it is awesome 
like especially you get to see a lot of well it's, it's pretty much all behind the scenes right like yeah. how how coaches and general managers end up having to talk to players about how yeah. they're playing and they and, said that they were doing trades and everything on there oh yeah it was really cool like the, like the cameras were in there when they were doing the trades like uh, and that remember like jimmy vc everybody wanted him yeah. Fuck that guy couldn't land anywhere you know and then and then there's there's a there's a spot on there where uh sheldon keith is talking to jimmy vc and saying you know like where are you where are you at mm. you know like you're moving down the depth charts you know and i need to know where you're fucking at yeah. and he's like well i had a good game last game he goes we're not talking about one game we're talking yeah. about where you are at right now and you know what i mean they yeah. what they do they end up getting rid of them right i love that shit though all that inside it stuff. was really cool it was really I'm gonna cool. check it out and uh, even Kyle Dubas bringing guys in like McAuliffe and, and, you know, like just guys talking to him saying, you know, I need more out of you. Don't mm -hmm. think that because your time is going down that you're not a part of the, the plan, you know, mm -hmm. like, but I got better players that, you know, the more, the more timeouts, the more they're getting ice time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So every time out, you're going to throw your first line back out there again. Where or, or TV timeout, whatever. Where, like, where's that on at? on prime okay i think i have prime so i'll be able to watch it i'm definitely i'm definitely i'm definitely gonna watch it yeah i love i love that stuff it was really good like the swearing keith <laughs> every second word was fuck oh whatever it's the nhl yep yeah happens yep. um did you watch the outdoor game at all winter no i didn't Classic. i didn't get a chance to it was a good one it was high scoring i think it ended six four st louis came out just fucking on fire i didn't like uh like like minnesota's jerseys like they wore something like an old school kind of but it had like writing if you're thinking minnesota hockey in minnesota old school outdoor hockey in minnesota north stars you... north stars for sure how the fuck do you not wear that i have no idea rock those old school green yellow and white <laughs> like you know what i mean why sure. would you not the big n on there the n with the star up top and like that's yeah. the, it's the perfect fucking jersey to wear for that i can't believe nhl you dropped the ball on that one you dropped the ball i, I wore one. one for uh i wore one for amherstburg yeah uh, for a year yeah. by the time i got there when i was playing in freaking amsburg by the time i got there they had already switched over to that like freaking colorado avalanche logo oh okay it was that by the time i went over to amsburg but yeah yeah but nhl you dropped the ball on that one great great game though it was by the way too it was the coldest game on history in the history of hockey it was the coldest game it was minus 10 celsius so it was like almost i think it was like almost minus 30 or something fahrenheit or something oh, like that it was cold fuck, that would have been cold the game we were at at michigan stadium wings and leafs it was like the third coldest game on oh yeah in the history yeah so that was pretty cool. I was like, whoa, I would not. And they, we can't even put a thousand in the stands here, but they can have fucking 40,000 there. They, they, that thing had 40,000 fans there. You, you know, like I said before, it's not even like COVID exists over there. They just figure, fuck, weed out the herd. Well, you're going to have to deal with it anyways. And everybody's going to have their own little fucking spin with it. So yep. Yep. it's, it's going to be a matter of time. But everybody's so tired of it. Like, I and know. we're back to it again. I now know. the junior C is taking the, the yeah. 
two the break weeks off. off fucking stupid. OHL two, right? Yeah. I think so, but maybe not. I'm not sure. They might be a little different. Um, Dougie Hamilton. So Sunday night they were playing Washington. A shot came in from the point. I think it got, I think it hit something or got tipped. Came up, hit him right in the face, broke his jaw. He had to have uh, surgery today, being Wednesday. They don't know how long he's going to be out. How long do you think he stays out? I don't know. I I bet you he's maybe, maybe, I don't think he'll be out that long and he'll be back with a cage. Watch. Those guys, man. I know, but that's the thing. It was not cool. And if one person hits you too, it's like, oh. <laughs> Everything you do, yeah. like even to talk, you can't. It, it, oh, he's he's probably brutal. wired shut. He's got to be wired yeah. shut, especially if he had freaking surgery. So, good luck to him. Hopefully, he's back as well, fuck, quick as possible. Because I imagine that's got to be a lengthy. Uh, it's got to be lengthy time being out. Speaking of lengthy time being out, Tuka Rask could be playing in the AHL soon. So if he does that. Could we expect him to be back with the bees soon? The bees are kind of in a little bit of a goaltending crunch. Is he still under contract with the bees? I don't think he is, but he has stated that he won't play for anybody else. Oh, okay. So I don't know. So they would probably just sign him to the rest of the, he'll probably sign him a, a like minimum deal and just go in there and play. My, that's going to be my guess on what he does. You? Yeah. Yeah, and well, if he's not going to go play with anybody else, then whatever, right? And thing, because he, when when he left, there was there was a family crisis or something. Yeah, that, yeah there was something going on with his family. Everybody was yeah. pissed when he left the right. bubble. Thought, oh, he's just playing bad, so he's yeah. going to fucking just bounce. Yeah. Hockey players aren't like that. No, definitely you know? not. Um, yeah, so we'll have to keep our eye on that. I bet you he comes back, and I bet you he does good. He's going to do real good. Watch. I just have a feeling and he could be what they need too. Cause they're like I said, they're struggling in net right now. So we'll see the flames too. So they're supposed to get this new rank or whatever. Now those plans have fell through because the city said the flames couldn't come up with a viable partnership under the project framework agreement. So it's pretty much. They're just saying that they couldn't find a partner to have for this arena. It's pretty much what they're saying, a viable partner. So the Flames are going to stay in the Saddle Dome for now. That's for the a time relic, now. is it? Isn't the Saddle Dome a relic? Like, it's got to be what? It's fucking old, dude. 30 years old? Probably older. 40? Could be older. Wow. Not sure. But, yeah, so, like, what are you going to do? Pour more money into it? I wouldn't. No. I know friends who have went there, too, and they said, like, that place is, like, falling apart. Yeah. Like, how could you have a pro hockey team in there? It's supposed to be the best league in the world, and you're going to put a team in a fucking shitty building like that? Well, isn't Calgary kind of rich, too? Like, yeah, but how much money are you going to keep sopping into the arena before you just say, fuck it? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Fuck, give those guys a new rink. Jesus. Can't be that freaking, like... So... In the meantime, Rob, what do you think? Should we uh, go over to our interview? It was built in 1983. There you go. 39 years old. There you go. So 
it's time yeah. for a new rank. So what do you think? Go over to our interview. Yep. So just so everybody knows this episode or sorry, not this episode, this interview is brought to you by our good friends over at Tony's joint. They have two locations, 20 Talbot street, South in Essex, 410 main street in Kingsville. Roll on by the joint for your, all your cannabis needs. Stop by and see those guys. Everybody enjoy the interview. Here he is. Absolute beauty. Mike Bondi. Enjoy. Roll it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this next cat we have on with us is another fellow Harrow boy. He's played college hockey. He's played CHL, IHL, United League. He even played OHA senior as well. Let's welcome to the show, Mike Bondi. Mike, what's up, man? Oh, not much. Thanks for having me, guys. Dude, I was just saying to you off the air that I've had so many requests for you. A lot of people are like, you got to talk to Mike Bondi. You got to talk to Mike Bondi. <laughs> We've heard your name on here, Rob. Haven't we a bunch? Oh yeah. A bunch. So we'll hop right into it, man. So were you, you're a like Harrow boy though, right? Yeah. Born and raised. Okay. Uh, yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. I lived in Harrow until I was 15 years old. And until you were 15. Holy shit. And then where? To, well, then I moved away to play hockey basically. Yeah. And, I haven't, you know, I've been back and forth, you know what I mean, over the years in the summertime, but uh, I basically have been away since then. Mm -hmm. So you probably obviously grew up playing like freaking travel and stuff your whole life, right? You had to have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Harrow Ram days. And uh, you know what? Still really fond memories of that, the old Harrow rank. And I know it's still similar today, but uh, I know they've made changes and stuff over the years, but it's still the same old place. And uh, anytime I get back home, I always like going there because I always remember a lot of good memories as a kid, you know, playing, um, especially some of the teams we played on as a, you know, an Adam Pee Wee. Uh, we had some real strong, you know, strong teams back in and we won some home HA championships. So, you know, those are kind of things in hockey you never forget. Who was, who was all in your, like, like your age group then growing up? Was it like the Shaw boys and stuff? No, I'm I'm a bit older than those guys, okay. personally. But uh, so you know, you mentioned earlier we were talking uh, Tom Gomes and myself, uh, both from Harrow. We grew up playing from real young kids together all the way up, and uh, yes. <laughs> you know, it was all local guys. Uh, you know, good buddies of mine that I still you know communicate with constantly and, and stuff. Uh, Kevin Fields, uh, Sean Bazaire, like yeah. there's a whole bunch from local Harrow guys that uh, still live actually in the Harrow area that, uh, you know, I'm still in contact with. Mm. Couple of beauties there. Couple oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I played a lot of softball and a lot of men's league hockey with those guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the, Harrow, the Harrow senior league. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of us played. Tommy Gomes. Somewhere. I played with Tommy Gomes when he uh, retired. Yeah. And, uh, he came onto our team because uh, James Kelly is lazy and he started playing goal. <laughs> so we got to pick Tommy up and wow, I couldn't believe the, the hockey player that guy was taught me so much, even at a later age in life. You know what I yeah. mean? So, mm -hmm. What a beauty. Yeah. yeah. Is that league still goal or it's still yeah, going? Yeah. It's still going. Yeah. So, so is it Jeff Barker runs it now. Jeff Barker, yeah. Name sounds familiar. But, yeah, so uh, he he runs it now. He's younger. But, yeah, he runs it now. That league's, like, still one of the best around. Yeah, yeah I, I played a lot of 
Jeff Cantlon too. I played with out there. Yeah, like, it was awesome. <laughs> he's like he's smiling awesome. when you say all these names. <laughs> probably probably had run-ins with all these guys playing. Well, and so. well, Jeff and David, they're like brothers, and they're a bit older, right? So we never played minor hockey together. But I'm mm-hmm. like in that ne- next age bracket from down from them. But uh, but yeah, that league's been going around a long time. Actually, you know what I mean to date myself a little bit. But my dad was one of the founders of that league and got it going and stuff. And I remember as a little kid real little kid going to watch those games and you know i mean even as a young guy you idolized those senior players you know what i mean because it was yeah. a, it was a good league way back in uh, you know in, in, in the early 70s well i think one of my one of my favorite stories mike was uh um keller keller talking about uh you know his his mom would go set out a blanket you know like two hours before the game and like it was it was the hot ticket in town yeah, it was like packed. back in the 70s early 80s mm-hmm. oh yeah it was like you know i mean that was before obviously all the junior hockey around and you know what i mean and that kind of stuff so like senior hockey was it um even in those small communities and yeah like i remember you know us as a family going and you know my dad always coached so you know it was always late games right but so i don't remember mom would pack us up and we'd go and you know, watch the Sunday night games and stuff. And like you said, it was the hot ticket in the town. And uh, a yeah. lot of people used to attend. It mm-hmm. wasn't a beer league back then. No. Is that what it is now? Yeah. Well, that's, that's what they call all of them now. Sunday night. Oh, Sunday night was nuts back then. Like there was scraps, everything, man, man. It was like mm-hmm. legit. Yeah. It was full board hockey back then and stuff. So, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, as like I said, as a kid, I enjoyed going to watch that stuff. Hey, you, you played uh junior before you went to college, right? Yeah. I played go... uh, four years of junior B hockey um, before I went uh, out to the East coast to play. And, and where at, where did you play junior? junior? Yeah. Well, I started in uh, long story short, when I was a 16 year old, I, uh, I, I tried out for the Chatham Maroons. Okay. back in the day and uh like they were like the big team back then they were loaded like with talent brian wiseman was on the team a bunch of other really high-end guys that you know ended up going on and playing in the nhl and uh i didn't end up making it and uh so i went back home and i was kind of disappointed and i ended up playing for the kingsville comets <laughs> the junior c and that was back when i think kingsville just started so and they were loaded with 21 21 and 20 year olds and so here i was 16 year old riding around the bus with 20 year olds so that was a, that was an experience but uh Pretty i only weird. ended up yeah i only <laughs> played i only ended up playing a month and then uh strathroy actually you know invited me out to come out and skate and kind of practice and then i ended up signing here and ended up uh playing at strathroy for the next three years and, and then i played my last year in Sarnia. so before i went to college Mm -hmm. rob you're looking busy over there well i'm just i'm like when you go to hockey db you're looking at the hockey db and it it starts in uh 79 80 when you played for the huntsville channel cats like i just wish they would do like junior c junior b you know june Mm -hmm. they they will put junior a in there but but uh you know they don't classify for some reason don't classify those leagues yeah i don't i don't get that because that's, that's even, pretty high caliber hockey. Yeah, you know? even the CIS, right? I played four years of CIS hockey in, um, out in New Brunswick. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's some of the best hockey I've played. You know, even 
some of those teams that I played on in those four years, you know, mm-hmm. would be high end, uh, some of the minor league teams, you know what I mean? Because of the talent that was, uh, assembled out there. Right. Now, when you went to college, was that on a scholarship or was that just come here, try out and we'll see what happens type deal? No, it was, I was recruited to go out there from playing, um, in, in the Western Ontario junior B league. Um, you know, they contacted me and, you know, and I thought about going to university around in Ontario, but, uh, you know, they had good incentive to go out there that they were going to pay for some of my schooling and stuff like that through, through an alumni program that they ran and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was enticing and, uh, yeah, ended up, uh, ended up out there. Oh, okay. And that was probably the best four years of my life. To be honest with you. You know, <laughs> College always is. Well, you're going to school and you're, and I got to play hockey full time too. And it was, kind yeah. of, you know, it, uh, it worked out and, you know, being, getting to experience the East coast, uh, that was uh, yeah. something that I'll never forget. Mm. Oh, cause I was going to say like, uh, I didn't know St. <laughs> Thomas had a university. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I've been getting that no. for my first start to 10 in there. They're like, St. Thomas at a university said, no, it's out in New Fredericton, New Brunswick. So it, was, was it anywhere near the big elephant, the Jumbo Joe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we stayed away from there. You didn't so, get any any looks from any like freaking like like um OHL or anything like that. You didn't have any looks from anybody? No, I went, you know, I guess I guess in hockey I'd consider myself as a, a bit of a late bloomer. Oh, okay. Um you know, I never got drafted. So that was, you know, obviously a little disappointing as a 60 year old, you, mm. you know, everybody looks forward to that, but it's not the end. And, you know, right from then on, you know, I made it a kind of a, a wish of myself to, to try to play college hockey, you know, and I wanted to go to the States um, and that, so I tried really hard, and, you know what I mean? And tried to do as well as I could in school, you know, obviously back then the junior hockey was a little different, <laughs> you know, school, schooling wasn't exactly my strong point but it, mm-hmm. i'll be i'll just leave that at that but uh you know <laughs> i tried to do my best and the whole scholarship thing i, I hung on to that so that's why i never really kind of mm-hmm. you know dipped into the ohl uh, i was asked to go to you know a couple camps and you know and that kind of stuff but i stayed away from it so because i had that dream of wanting to get a scholarship and uh, mm-hmm. you know it kind of didn't pan out the way i wanted to but you know, that was the next best thing was going out to the East Coast and playing CIS hockey because, mm. uh, you know, we had a lot of OHL, Western Hockey League, you know, Quebec Major Junior League guys that, you know, that played out there. And we had ex-pros that came back that wanted to go to school and, uh, you know, yeah. ended up coming and playing in that league as well. So, oh, boy. Well, <laughs> I'm, yeah. looking at, I'm looking at your um, elite hockey prospects now. But you played oh, yeah. for some really cool name teams like, you know, Strathwaite Blades, Sarnia Bees, Detroit Vipers, Flint Generals, Border Cats, Petrolia Squirrels? Squires. Squires? Squires. Fast oh, one, Rob. I need new glasses. Fast one. new glasses. Yeah. So. Yeah, I forgot that you used to play for the Vipers. I for- Were you on the squad yeah. when, uh, who was it? It was Gordy fucking Howe came back and played like one game or something. Were you there when one? No, when all that, that was uh, that was the I was there the year after, so oh. the year before that all took place, you know, and stuff. But uh, yeah, so um, and the year before they had won the Turner Cup, so mm-hmm. in that same year, so 
No, I, I went there the following year. I got called up uh, halfway through the year because I was, I was playing in Flint in the, in the mm-hmm. United Hockey League. Yeah. They, you know, Detroit had come to a few games and they called me up and ended up practicing a few times. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to play a few games uh, that year. I was basically up and down most of the season, to be honest with you. I was like a suitcase traveling from Flint to Detroit down. I uh, was at I-75 there. It was kind yeah. of crazy. Just fucking yo-yo. Yeah. <laughs> playing at the fr- – where did they play again? Uh, Vipers played at the, the Palace, Palace of Auburn, Auburn Hills. Hills. Yeah, what was that, that place, place was, like playing hockey it, there? It was unreal. Like, you know what I mean? It was an NHL rank, you know, because yeah. I mean? the Pistons played there, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it was uh, – I had – in my experience of playing and in all the years that I've played pro, that was by far the best, you know what I mean? And that was obviously the closest I got and got to experience what it was like to play at the elite pro level. You know, mm-hmm. we, we flew everywhere, you know, we're traveled for, you know, we were treated first class and, you know, and I played that year, we had a bunch of guys that were holding out from the NHL that played on that team, uh, you know, so I got to witness and play with those guys and practice with, basically NHL players. It was like, okay, well now I know what this is all about. Kind of mm. So that was, that was really cool. Yeah. That would be sweet. I was going to say, damn. I so was like, Kevin oh. Weeks was our goalie. So, oh, was, you know yeah, what I mean? He was there at a point. So there, yeah, I played with guys. Uh, Brad Shaw was a defenseman. He's assistant coach. In, where is he now? Uh, Col- no, Vancouver. Didn't Darren Banks play there too? Yeah. Banksy. He was on that team that year. Um, 296 penalty minutes he had that year. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. he's a great guy he's somebody you guys should get on the show we were we had him on here one day we actually had him no we had him booked and then something happened with one of his flights or whatever he was going somewhere so we couldn't do it then we kind of haven't really linked back up but i will at some point for sure though yeah he's He's a great guy, Darren. He's living the life in Las Vegas now. Oh, so. I know. I see photos <laughs> got, of him all the time. Loving it. He's, he's got it pretty good, I think. <laughs> he's like a concierge to everybody, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. A couple like of my pretty- buddies actually from Harrow, they've gone to Vegas over the years and stuff. And then I'll tell them, they say, make sure you like look up Banksy when he goes and stuff. And sure enough, they they run into him at uh, some establishment. So <laughs> I know. He's got quite the gig. Hey, so. United League, you played Flint and Port like Huron, right? Port, so if, if yeah, you Port, had yeah. to if you had to choose between one of those cities to play in, which one would you choose? Um, I enjoyed my time at Port Huron. You know, it was a it's a border city, right? So, you know, I was able to travel back and forth. So I didn't actually have to live there. I was basically living over here and traveling back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then back then it was real easy to get back and forth, right? So uh uh flint was an experience it's you know i mean obviously a, a steel kind of like blue collar type city and stuff um you know i wasn't there a long time but yeah they, they, their fans are really passionate there that's for one thing mm-hmm. flint. they've always liked their hard-nosed hockey but even in port huron too they they were kind of the same type of uh crowd and safe type of atmosphere so it was a lot of fun there as well mm-hmm. mike who, who was the one guy that you got to play with like whether whether it was playing in Harrow or you know playing your last game in, in pro, uh, who who was that one guy that you just loved watching? Like he was just just that, you know, everything, the full package. Wow, um, yeah, that's a tough question. Uh, yeah, like I said, there's been a lot of great players and stuff, but uh, 
there's always one guy that, you know, and it wasn't so much for his um, ability. Um, he was a great player. Don't get me wrong. He was a captain at every kind of level that he played at. Um, but it was more so how he carried himself, you know, on the ice and off the ice. And so that's kind of, you know, I mean, I, I really looked up to him actually. And we're not that far apart age wise. But he had played a bunch of years in pro. We ended up playing together in Port Huron um, and stuff. It was Chris Bergeron? He's uh, he's originally from the uh, I think it's Wyoming area um, and stuff. And uh, he was our captain at Port Huron. So and you know him and I got to hang out a bit. But just watch him play. He had played at all the different levels. He played you know he never played in the NHL, but uh, played in American League and the IHL and. Then Obviously, together in the UHL, we played, and uh, but uh, he just—he was—he could do everything. You know what I mean? He—he he wasn't a big, rough, tough guy, but you know, he played at both ends of the rink. He played an honest game. Played hard. He could score. He could defend. He could do that kind of stuff. But it was more so on how he carried himself. And you know, and today he's—you know—he was the head coach of the Bowling Green University for oh, wow, a sure. bunch of years, and now he's at the Miami of Ohio as the head coach. So he's done well at the coaching ranks as well. So. He's kind of the guy that I, if I had to put everybody, you know what I mean? Some obviously there's some really high end guys that, you know, that moved on, but he's one that uh, I would have to say was it. Mm -hmm. Nice. And and Flint, you played with Joe Sackick's brother, didn't you? Yep. Was he just Uh, as good, do you think? He was. I've seen seen he had a whack load of points. He had like 108 points or something the one year. Sick, sick hands. Like he just had, you know, he had that vision just like, know like his brother and stuff and I um I just don't think he he never really got the shot that you know that I think that Joe obviously and went on to have a great career and a great mm-hmm. player but uh I think uh what was his first name again his brother um I forget I just seen that me too uh names I'm terrible with names but he slipped my mind but anyway yeah you know what I mean it, in the minor leagues he he lit it up right he was kind of the go-to guy for a lot of times mm-hmm. from point wise high-end guy i'm shocked like a guy like that knowing that he's joe's freaking like you think that they would be kind of like similar right like you think that yeah. he would get his shot i remember like obviously being with him and playing with him and stuff and i think he get asked that all the time and i think it kind of annoyed him to be honest yeah. with you right i imagine like this is years later he'd already been playing pro for a while too and mm-hmm. i think he got it a lot so but uh, that he, you know the comparison of course right and that probably wasn't easy for him but, uh, but yeah, he had, he had a good minor league career, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. You got to play but with Brent, lots of guys, Brent Gretzky right? too, eh? Yeah. Brent was a beauty. He, uh, he had some, he was a good storyteller, Brent. And, uh, <laughs> you know, same kind of scenario. Like he'd get asked a ton of questions, right. About, you know, what it's like, right. What's it like mm-hmm. living in that the Gretzky house and, and all that stuff. And he kind of, you know, he was good about it. He'd answer it, but he deflected it. Mm-hmm. well too right but uh because he was after doing his own thing right and, mm-hmm. and brent was a good guy too as well to play with again another high-end talent that uh you know was close right sticking mm-hmm. it in, in the show and stuff but uh just ended up you know playing in the minors most of his career did you ever play against the trashers was that uhl no. that, that they were in was um, that uhl they were in I think they came in later on after yeah. I was. Done. I was going to yeah, say. No. I was going to say. I was Dan, because, Danbury, right? Yeah. Danbury Trashers. I watched that uh, podcast. That's not, eh? Some of the guys, like, 
that I that were interviewed and stuff, like I, I played against, right? And I, it's just like, wow, like what a story that was. What a gong show. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome though. Get it in you, Rob. <laughs> Keep choking. <laughs> that little tickle. Go ahead, bro. So so what was what was your worst injury you had playing? Um, my worst injury, knock on wood, I was lucky. Uh, the worst one was I broke my jaw oh. and believe it or not, I was playing in the central hockey league when I played down in Huntsville, Alabama, and uh, we were playing in Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. And our two teams kind of had a, had a thing, right? We were always battling and it was rough. And, you know what I mean? There's a few fights every game and it was, a, it was a battle. I ended up getting uh, in front of the net, the, uh, the opposing team's net, and I happened to be jamming away at a puck to try to score. And the guy came from behind and suckered me and uh, splattered my jaw in two pieces. <laughs> I was out cold, laying on the ice and stuff. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was the worst experience ever that uh, I didn't really know until I kind of came to, right? Because mm -hmm. it was from behind. Well, you and, got fucking uh, bertuzied. Pretty much, pretty much. And so they kind of, I kind of came to and they helped me up off the ice. And uh, like, it was, you got, obviously the guy got a penalty, but he never got kicked out or anything, right? Mm -hmm. So a bit of a melee happened after from, from what I've heard, because they hauled me off to the hospital. And uh, so I'm in the hospital and I'm sitting there with the doctors and they're going, okay, your jaw's broken. We're going to have to wire it shut and Fuck. this and that. We'll try to get you comfortable. So we, this is in Memphis, and I had to go back to Huntsville. So anyway, long story short, I'm in the hospital probably an hour or so. And I said, hey, how's it? And I was kind of coming back out of it. I said, how was the game? And uh, the trainer that was with me, because they never finished the game. I went, what do you mean they never finished it? It was like this was halfway through the game. He goes, well, after they didn't kick the guy out, as soon as he got out of the penalty box, it was just a free-for-all. Yeah. So they, there was – Every drop of puck, there's a fight or a brawl, and uh, both teams ended up not having enough players to finish the game. So wow. they called, <laughs> they called the game. Yeah, so that was the worst one. And at least I had stories behind it. The yeah. team the boys stuck up for me after, and uh, oh, yeah. you know, so it was a it was an interesting bus ride home back to Huntsville with my jaw kind of in two pieces until I had to go to the doctor's the next day. So we're gonna that have to, was it. to find that one. <laughs> see, I, see I don't know if it, like that was the thing back right video wasn't uh yeah wasn't it wasn't huge yeah back in the minors you know mm -hmm. they had radio obviously but uh yeah no video uh video replay to watch that stuff <clears throat> yeah did uh did did you ever cross uh pass with freaking uh gomes there while you guys played <laughs> in like united league or did you guys only play like minor hockey together no, we played minor hockey together, and then uh, then we ended up playing junior together here, okay. like here in Strathroy. Oh, okay. Um, he was one of the reasons when when Strathroy called, I said, "Hey, well, Tom going there?" I said, "Hey, when a buddy, a guy I grew up with, uh, I'll come down and uh, you know what I mean, and give it a shot." And, and that's why I ended up being here and playing with him here in Strathroy okay. for yeah. two years. I didn't know. And then yeah, and then we when him. I went to school, we kind of lost track. He kind of did his thing, and then I did mine, and then. We ended up crossing paths in the Central Hockey League. I was in Huntsville. He was playing in Oak City. Yeah. Right. So 
but they were in the in the, obviously the Western Division, so we only played each other like uh, like a home and home. So I only saw him twice in the whole season, basically. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, he played in a good city there in Oak City. Man, oh yeah, he had fun. fun. <laughs> it was it, it was rocking, man. Every time we we always we always had a hard time because we never get to stay over, right? We was always in and out there. We never, you know, mm -hmm. go that far. You're either you play in Oak City and then the next night you're going to Tulsa or something like that, right? You're not you don't get a chance to lay over, which kind of always sucked. But oh well. Who, who was your uh, favorite, favorite coach growing up? Uh, I've had lots of good ones. Um, but for the most, I'd say it was Al McAdam who coached me when I was at university. Hockey. He, uh, ex NHL, I played for the Philadelphia Flyers. He's a, uh, he's a PEI guy um, and stuff. He, uh, he settled back this way after he was done playing pro and coached me the whole four years I was there and, he, he taught me the game of hockey. You know what I mean? I, I had learned, obviously I learned a lot in junior growing up and, and stuff like that, but uh, you don't learn the, the technical side and the, the, you know, the real ins and outs, you know, of how to really, really achieve and do well at the game. And, and he, he taught me that at, at university. So I'd have to say it was Al. That's awesome. Hey, what was it like off the ice for you guys when you were playing pro? Like nightlife, you guys had to went out and had you guys had to went out and like mocked it up a little bit now. Yeah, every obviously every place is fine. Like you know, you're playing hockey for a living, so mm -hmm. it's you know your daytime. You know, if you're not don't have a game that night, you just go to practice and you got the whole rest of the day to yourself. And uh, you know that was one of the reasons I went down south to play. Um, just get, Hey, I'm going to experience to get away from this East coast, cold weather. Stuff. Yeah. Get that warm weather <laughs> in there. <laughs> going to go down there and experience that. Right. So, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know what I mean? It's a tight knit group on every team that you play with. So guys, you know, go out and go to dinner and go nightlife after. And then, you know, I mean, obviously you're on the ice the next morning for practice and stuff. Reeking you know. like booze, hung over. Yeah, there's – you see some interesting characters, uh, especially <laughs> when I was – coach. <laughs> especially when I was down there. It uh, It's a different way of life, you know what <laughs> I mean? And and that was back before, you know, Nashville was around and, and that kind of stuff, right? It, mm -hmm. uh, hockey was real new to the to the southern states, and, uh, and the, but the people were great. They loved it. You know, if, if you didn't have a fight every game, that they'd boo you. Like that's how it kind of was. Like they came to watch good hockey for one, but they loved their fights. Like it yeah. was, it was, uh, it was a different, different world back then. They, they sound Canadian, almost like <laughs> and passionate. And a lot of them wouldn't, wouldn't really kind of didn't know what was going on. Some of them, because um, we'd have fan stuff after the game. You know, skate with the players or meet and greet and stuff and you get talking to you know people that are right from the south and they're like oh you know, i mean they didn't know the game they yeah, never yeah. experienced it growing up and then to come and watch that they just they fell in love with it right away so that was kind of neat to, to to hear that and to talk to them and experience it so it's not like the, well you yeah. know icing's probably the hardest thing to figure out yeah, yeah. Like, so the funny here's a funny story is that you know I mean for all the guys you had on and stuff they'll tell you the same thing that down like when I back then when we were playing down there like they would explain the game the announcers would explain yeah. the game you know I mean icing come and when I my first game there uh, it was exhibition 
and I'm listening to the announcer and I'm like, what is he talking about? Like he's just going on and on explaining what took place, you mm -hmm. know, whether it was icing or offside or, you know, there. So you're like, okay, hey, this is way different down here than up in the North. Right. So, but that's kind of neat. In all honesty. Uh, so years ago, we'll say fuck, 30 years ago, I went to a Red Wing game. They were doing yeah. the same thing. <laughs> come on yeah i'm not kidding i'm not kidding they were they were telling wow. the fans that was icing you know the, yeah. the guy's got his arm up icing when the puck crosses two red lines offside somebody before you call this fucking hockey town it's it, it and that makes montreal the motor city yeah you know? the funny thing is the you know being icing or an offside the whistle would go and they'd start cheering like, okay well yeah, this is a little different here, right? But <laughs> I'll tell you, when a Bruhoff took place, man, they would go nuts. There like wouldn't in, be an ass in the uh, seat, eh? No, was, they just loved it, right? Throwing and, beer and shit at you too. It's all probably yeah. always a good time, eh? And that's what kept, you know, I mean, that's what kept that central hockey league going for mm -hmm. for a long time. And I think it really made it grow as even in, into other cities and stuff because yeah. of because of that kind of kind of stuff now now so so when you're playing down south what's the what's the craziest thing you ever seen down there <laughs> like doesn't even have to be hockey related <laughs> oh, craziest thing um yeah, yeah there's lots of like it's hard to explain i don't know to explain uh, the craziest thing would just be there. It, it just you know what i mean it didn't matter like there was no what i liked about it is that it wasn't about a, an elite um, people coming to the game, right? It wasn't about the ticket prices and stuff were very reasonable. So, you know, even for, it didn't matter the way of life people lived, they would just come to that game. And, and that was kind of neat to see, right? Um, you know, it didn't cost a ton of money back then because they wanted the fans. Like that was the big thing about those leagues is they wanted fans. So they'd let people in, you know, you know, fairly cheap so that you get all kinds of different people um and different backgrounds and stuff here's a chicken can weird. i have a seat yeah but like it was kind of weird like yeah you look around and the place would fall like you know what i mean and that was kind of neat about all those cities there was obviously some cities that struggled but uh mm -hmm. down in huntsville the fans loved it and uh you know they would pack every game what was your home night oh i knew you were gonna ask me that uh it was i, I want to say yeah it was a friday nights so oh, that's you know, it, was a, it was a good outing you know, we always had, usually we're on the, that sucked. We're usually on the road on Saturday or, a, oh. you know, waiting on a Sunday. So that kind of didn't, didn't pan out too well most of the time. So you didn't have your whole weekends, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, when you're down there and you're playing hockey, if you like golf, you can golf during the day and stuff like that. So it kind of, you know, it's a pretty good way of life, uh, <laughs> making money and playing hockey. So well, it was like, like Scott Gomez said, when you're, when you're getting paid to play every night, Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and there's no no reason, or no wonder that guys play as long as they can, right? Yeah. In, in some of those leagues, it uh, it's very enticing to to continue. Well, even even going over to Europe too, right? Yeah. Did you ever think about doing that? Uh, yeah, I had a couple opportunities to go, and I, you know, I look back now and I kind of wish I would have. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but you know, would have, could have, you know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. always things you'd like to change about your career, but. Uh, but yeah, because a lot of my buddies, guys I played with over the years and stuff, they took off and went over and they enjoyed it. But uh, but yeah, no, it uh, it is something I kind of maybe wish I tried, but uh, unfortunately I never got the opportunity. I never really chose to go. 
yep. so that was uh, you know what I mean and so but you look back and you're like hey I still had a good run at her and, mm-hmm. and I was able to play some good hockey and make some money and you know enjoy the game and uh, that's what it's all about that's go awesome. over to to like fucking uh, where is it like Russia there hop on the gas right they got yeah. the Russian gas over there right <laughs> everybody wants to try the gas i want to fucking try the gas someone who who (laughs) was who was freaking on on this show one day we asked them about that over in russia and they were like it was a line that just came out of the wall they're like we don't know what was on the other side of that wall we don't know anything it was just a thing came out of the wall and they started it on you like an iv and it was like but he said he's like he's like i felt amazing after it (laughs) he's like it was the best (laughs) hockey i've ever played I'm like, well, but they'll never let you. Who knows what that is, right? Like that's yeah, it's probably something from fucking Chernobyl or whatever. Right? <laughs> it's just crazy. I was just like, wow, just nuts, man. <laughs> Those foreign spots for hockey, Jesus. Yeah, um, a lot of guys. A lot of guys I played with, you know, they've been over there. They have some pretty good stories about because some places aren't as nice as others. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, there's a lot of shady stuff that can can take place and. And that kind of stuff. So, yeah. you know, guys always told me if you're gonna go, you know, be careful where you choose to go and that kind of stuff. But yeah, uh, we've we've heard but, some shit. Well, there, there, there seems going. like uh, it, it, there, a lot of the teams are owned by like mobsters, you know. Yeah, yeah. quite possible. I know, like yeah, like I said, some guys I've talked to, uh, they've had some stories about how they've been paid and you know this and that and what kind of took place. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, you know, they've enjoyed it. Every guy that's gone is always had a good time and you know and the hockey's been really good as well so mm. mostly the tough guys they really seem to take care of the tough guys over there when they go over to russia no no doubt no doubt the same yeah. probably real similar down south right like yeah. you know what i mean they, they like that kind of brand of hockey over there mm-hmm. yeah well i was looking at the one one uh team you played on uh there there was three guys over like 150 penalty minutes was that when I was in Port Huron? Yeah. Yeah. So we had some, some, yeah, we had a good, we had a good mix of, uh, or maybe it was the Vipers. I'm sorry, Mike. Might have been the Vipers. Yeah. Probably was because we had Banksy, uh, Andy Bezo played for us. He was, uh, he's about as tough as they come for a five foot 10 yeah. player. Um, he'd fight anybody. He was, he was kind of the epitome of the pit bull. Like, you know, it didn't matter how big the guy was, he was fighting. And uh, he had 308 that year. Yeah. He fought everybody. Fought everybody. Like it was and he had, uh, uh, John Emerson. Yeah. Emerson. We had some tough guys. 172. Jesus. I'm trying, I'm trying to, think. to think. Ian, Ian Herbers was one of our D's, a great big bugger. Um, I'm trying to think who it was who was on here. He was a goalie. Maybe it was Keller. But Keller was telling me, because I always ask the guys who who were in that, like, I always ask them, like, who hit you with the puck the hardest? Like, who shot the hardest? And I'm pretty sure Keller said your name. <laughs> so you still got that fucking rocket shot or what? Well, playing old timers, you can't take slap shots anymore. Right? Oh, so, yeah. So uh, you, you got that snap shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of lose that. But you probably, can you still take slap shots in the senior league mm-hmm. in Arrow? In the senior league, yes, you can. I play oh, Sunday. Okay. I like I play Sunday afternoons. We're not allowed. Oh, Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So you kind of lose that, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I mean, guys, all my buddies and stuff said I could always shoot the puck and, and that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, 
was one of my trademarks. I tried to shoot as hard as I could when I could so that <laughs> you got a chance to go in the net once in a while. Are you still doing anything with the game now? Um, no, I've taken the last couple of years. See, after I was done playing senior hockey, I got into coaching. Like I coached the junior B team, the Strathroy Rockets, um, here in town. And I was involved with them for 12 years. Wow. Um, I was the head coach for, for 10 and then I was the GM for two, um, and stuff. And then after my last year, I said, you know, it, it took a lot of my time, um, and stuff. So my kids were getting a bit older and they were, you know, going to be finished hockey soon. Um, so I kind of stepped away from that, you know, to kind of coach their teams and stuff. So, but, mm -hmm. and this whole pandemic has been a bit of a mess for <laughs> hockey in general. And it's, yeah. uh, so it, uh, yeah, so I haven't coached, uh, obviously for the last two pandemic seasons, but, uh, but yeah, so sometime I'll probably get back involved maybe in the junior ranks or with something, um, to do. So yeah, I'm still involved in the game. I actually still play, um, as much as I like to, I still enjoy it. Still, mm -hmm. uh, try to play as much as I can and I actually teach the game too. So I run a development program for minor hockey here in town and uh, so I do a lot of skill development with different uh, different teams and some organizations around this area so uh, so yeah so I'm still I guess you could say involved uh, just not attached to one particular team right and now. what is that called your like hockey thing there what's it called yeah you know, it's called Bondi hockey development and okay. uh, it was something that uh, you know after I finished playing pro I you know I wish I would have started it as soon as I was done I really yeah. do. Um, but I didn't, I kind of waited to, you know what I mean? It worked for a bunch of years. And then, you know, one day I just said, I was doing it on the side and kind of, you know what I mean? Balancing some mm -hmm. things out, and teaching kids. And I really enjoyed it. So I just, I started a company and, you know, and I started doing it full time and, you know, running my own hockey schools and, and that kind of stuff. So I've gotten away from the hockey school thing, but I do a lot of individual skill development with teams and some players in the off season and that stuff. So yeah, I've enjoyed that. And it's unfortunate because COVID's kicked the shit out of that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? it's messed a lot of things up, mm -hmm. unfortunately. So, but which I feel bad for the kids. I feel so. bad for the guys that are in their years or they're, where they're like, they're in their draft year or they're something like that. I think those are the ones that are really getting screwed. Right. Oh yeah. Big time. And uh, my daughter actually, you know what I mean? Her last year was uh, like last winter and uh, all through this COVID stuff. Right. And, you know, and I decided, you know, was it going to be your last year of, of midget midget hockey? And I'm like, I'm going to, you know, I'll coach the team and stuff. And then obviously pandemic and it, mm -hmm. it just went for a mess and it was really difficult for her, um, you know, to go through that, to not be able to play in your last year. I know there's lots of players, junior players did the same thing, right? They lost the whole year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Mm. Unfortunate for a lot of them. Yeah, that's for mm. sure. So, Mike, I got to ask you this. Okay. You're playing with uh, the Huntsville Channel Cats. Yeah. And jo Jonathan Dubois. Yeah. He's got 37 goals. 87 assists for 220 or for 124 points. He's got 220 <laughs> penalty minutes. Come on. Oh, He's yeah. leading the team in scoring. And in fucking minutes. Almost. Bro, this team gets better. I'll tell you about Doobie. He was, uh, 
he was like, again, like the Tasmanian devil, like when it came to playing hockey, talented, skilled, could skate, handle a puck, shoot, you know what I mean? But love to fight like, <laughs> or just do crazy shit. Like he was, yeah, he was a lot of fun to be on the same ice, on the same team with, put it that way, and on the ice with, just kind of to watch him go. Because, That's crazy. Uh, like he spent 220 penalty <laughs> minutes when he could have been in, on the ice and got maybe 200 points or oh, scored yeah. 50. Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> he didn't, you know, he's one of those guys he liked to score, but he'd rather fight somebody yeah. or, you know, just one of those guys just don't give a just, fuck. No. I score or whatever, and then I'll fucking he was, make your eyes shut. He, he was viable to the team because everybody hated him. Right, the opposing team disliked him, and, but because he could do it all, and uh, he wasn't scared, so yeah, he was a lot of fun to play with. Put it that way, <laughs> we had a couple guys on that team. Uh, Mike DeGurse, same way. He's Mike uh, DeGurse was your, was your fifth fifth uh, leading scorer with three hundred and thirty five <laughs> penalty minutes. Yeah, he was uh, thirty eight goals. A, Jesus, like that's nuts. <laughs> tough character you know what i mean and he's a tough guy to move in front of the net uh but he was tough in that in that league in that loop he was well known as uh mm-hmm. as one of the heavyweights in that in that loop so Jeez, what about phil that. phil daggle yeah yeah so phil's three. yeah a lot of those are probably tens if i know <laughs> phil. and he's a Flipping good off. don't get me wrong good buddy of mine he's a maritimer so oh, okay he, He's from New Brunswick. Uh, okay. Actually, I went, I played university hockey with him. That's kind of, he's the reason I went to Huntsville um, because he was there for a couple of years. Um, and then when I finished, he, you know, on the phone, said, hey, you got to come down here. You got to give this a shot. You know what I mean? And stuff, right? So, Phil, he, uh, yeah, but fan favorite by yeah. far. That's still awesome. lives there, still lives there today. I, I so, just, I, I was just, I was in awe about like, and then you go down to the, uh, the total penalty minutes oh, for, the, <laughs> for the whole team, for the whole team, 2,374. That's it. That's it. <laughs> those, those four guys had fucking three quarters of them. My God. <laughs> that's that league was something else, man. Like it, uh, like I told you, like the fans, that's what they wanted. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. It, uh, but they, like I said, they liked their hockey too. But uh, yeah, when the rough stuff came around, it was uh, it was it was fun. Gotta love it. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not a big like I said. You guys, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I'm not the big heavy. I'm tough. I'm not the tough rough kind of guy. I'm more of a skilled type type player. And uh, but it was fun to be part of. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you just hope you weren't in the wrong situation when it came to to tussling with somebody that's for sure <laughs> you, you just grab that finesse player when the scrum starts yeah. and you're just like okay you just we're, looked we're, around. Good. we're good we're good we're you good. looked around and you you kind of went okay yeah you and me right kind of thing yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to do anything you'll be very selective kind of <laughs> yeah. thing but you know there was situations you didn't have a choice it just oh, kind of yeah. came down to that right and but that that's you know that was uh mid 90s like mid 90s right and that's mm-hmm. kind of late 90s that's what it was like it was yeah. uh you know, especially down south in those minor leagues that, uh, you know, that's what the fans wanted and that's kind of what they catered to it. Uh, and, uh, that's what happened. So Jesus, man, that's uh, unreal. When you, when you come across numbers like that and you're just like, what? 
Yeah. Like 220 penalty minutes and you're the leading scorer with 124 points. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, how does that even happen? Funny, funny story out of that year. Um, and the only reason I'll tell is because a bunch of the buddies from home there in Harrow were texting or boxed back. I tell you, they were texting back then, but would call me and stuff. Flip phones. Hey, you're like, beep, beep, yeah, beep, yeah, beep. yeah. So they're like, they saw something on TSN last night, right? Or ESPN, sorry, ESPN. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that was us. So we're playing the Macon Whoopi. <laughs> That's the name of the team. They played out of Macon, Georgia. And uh, we're playing against them. We kind of battled back and forth. So we ended up, long story short, we ended up having a big five-on-five melee. And uh, I happened to be right in the middle of it, squared off with somebody and stuff. And that wasn't the point, but Jonathan Dubois was in the middle of it too. And you can see him running around, fighting different guys kind of thing. Well, that's all said and done. Well, that wasn't a big story of it. We get back to the benches and the benches are kind of in, uh, in Huntsville. They're kind of side by side with an aisleway like down the middle um, to go back to the dressing rooms and stuff. Well, both benches got at it. and then uh, both coaches got at it like yelling and screaming and then uh, the coach of the making team ended up so being escorted out so did ours ours left he went but the making coach didn't want to leave he uh, was adamant he was staying on the bench they told him to kick him out he's down in the highway well then the cops come because the security security couldn't handle him so the cops came well doesn't he shove a cop he puts his hands on somebody so right away you know, you're down south and you touch a police officer. This is in the middle of the game, right? And so, anyway, long story short, it makes ESPN because the rest, the, the coach of uh, making Whippy gets arrested, you know, during the game. So that's a Central Hockey League story for you, right? So, now, yeah. didn't somebody else brought the that team up before too and on this podcast? I forget and, who it was, but it, the making Whoopi is a bird. Isn't it? No, it was. It's a leaf. Like uh, on the front of their jersey was like it was a like a green leaf. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was a team they were named after, like Saxon or something. Like, fucking, it was a fucking or something. Plant. Plant. Yes, it was. It was a pot plant, basically making whoopee. I, I don't know. I, it was weird, but uh, making yeah. whoopee sounds like a porno name, doesn't I, it? I, no, I, I honestly <laughs> thought that somebody brought that up, and we looked. Some we were texting pictures back and forth about that that shirt dude i thought it was something with sucks like i'm fucking here laughing well, no, that, that, the whole fucking time like making whoop that's what it fucking sounds that's what it sounds like what the hell is that am i am i missing something yeah it's 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 a guy and a girl in missionary position like, <laughs> sick jerseys is that the throwbacks <laughs> i tell you some of the things you experienced down in southern hockey right uh, back in the day it was uh it was quite interesting Making whoopee though. That's fucking that is awesome. That, that kills is. me. I'm all tapped out, Rob. Do you have anything else for him? Oh, uh, yeah, I do. The patent Uh-oh. question. Oh, so uh, you know how how uh baseball players have their walk-up song. So if they took the horn yeah. out of hockey and you scored your goal, yeah, what would what song would you play? Yeah, now I'm really gonna date myself and oh you know you guys might laugh or whatever but and this dates back to from my hair remember i'm three years older than you yeah true okay all right then i won't date myself um it goes back to my harold ram days um 
back then, you know, the OMHA championships and playing with your best buddies and, and stuff in your hometown and our town, obviously you guys know, isn't very big and stuff. And, um, we always used to play start me up by the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, just stuck with me. And when you ask that question, I'm like, that's the first thing that pops into my head. So that's a great chance. That's, that's mm-hmm. kind of what especially I'll the very stuff. beginning, right? Like that yeah. pumps everybody up. So, yeah. you know, I remember, like I said, Adam and Pee Wee, you know, I mean, OMHA finals and stuff, they're playing that song just cranked in the hair arena as we, as we step on under the day. So those are, that, that would be it for me. Awesome. That's it. great. Yeah, Mike, this has been awesome, man. Thank you so much. I know we got yeah, you on kind of, uh, kind of, I was just like, Hey Mike, come on the show. And then it's like, yeah. Like, okay, yeah, we're going to go in like a day. I didn't really give him much notice. I started following you guys and I watched a few podcasts and I look at some of the guys you had on. I'm like, geez, I don't know if I, I kind of fit those standards. And you got McCarty and, and Bowler and, you know, some of the guys that, uh, some high end guys and stuff, but uh, it was a real treat. And I really appreciate you guys reaching out to me. And uh, a lot of fun. Well, Mike, a lot of our listeners, uh, they really love the local guys. So, you know what I mean? They, they grew up watching you. You grew up playing with you. You know what I mean? We got a lot of, we had so many uh, loyal uh, local followers that know who Mike Bondy is. So yeah, oh, that's, like, that's it's awesome. That's good to know. You know what I mean? Obviously, like I said, I have a lot of fond memories from, you know, Essex County days and, you know, and unfortunately I don't get there as much as I'd like to and stuff, but, uh, but yeah, I still, you know, I mean, it's a great hockey area and uh, still lots of strong teams from minor hockey teams to junior teams to the Spitfires, and, you know what I mean? So and I'm a, a diehard area guy with a, a, I'm a Red Wing fan and a Tigers fan. So, you know what I mean? I stay true to that, that, that area. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I do. I do have one more question though. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> what was the toughest building playing when you played, when you grew up playing in Essex County, what was the toughest arena that you played in? Hmm. Like in your, in your minor days, in minor days, every once in a while we'd have to go to Essex. Right? Remember the old Essex barn? Yeah, yeah. That's was, where me and Aunt live. I hated you, oh, you playing there too. I got the '73. Yeah. I, I hated right playing now. there too. I was hoping one of you at least lived in Harrow, but that doesn't. I used to. He grew I, up there. I grew up. Oh, okay, there. yeah. But yeah. I grew I'm up married an Essex girl though. Yeah, <laughs> like you remember Lucky. the old Essex Essex Arena? It had a ton of. I hated playing there and stuff, and it was it was a tough for the visiting team to go in there. Yeah. So even as a kid, yeah, yeah, oh, awesome. so. But you know what I hated about the Harrow Arena? It was so fucking cold. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was sir. the coldest arena I've ever. It, Your you toes would be freezing outside. on the bench. Mm-hmm. You might as well have been playing outside. Like it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, this has been fucking fantastic, Mike. I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, hope everything works out for you with uh, the COVID running hopefully this is the last one you can get back to your training and, and working with the kids and uh it's awesome yeah uh, i'm very it. great that you came on great and hey if oh, you're, i appreciate you guys having me if you're ever in this freaking area soon whenever bring your golf clubs with you we don't care whether we got to play indoor on the course whatever <laughs> let us know and we'll play some golf and have some beers no it sounds great thanks a lot all right buddy thanks all right take awesome care. mike thank you And there he was, Harrow, our boy, Mike Bondi, absolute beauty. 
United League too, man. United League was no joke. <laughs> was, he had some good stories, right? Wasn't that wasn't that Gomesy that didn't Gomes play United League too? Was it United League he was in, or is he? Oh, you're asking the I wrong feel, guy. I feel like no he was. I feel like he man. was a bit. But anyway, Sounds so right. yeah. So big shout out to Mike. Thank you, buddy, for coming on. Um. So the thing going on that I've been seeing in the hockey world a lot lately, Rob, is the Habs general manager. So you had a couple notes on that, didn't you? Yeah. So they got um. They're 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 looking at uh, Le, 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 oh shit, Roberto Luongo, Ooh. um, Daniel Breer. Two good picks. And Matthew Dirk. I don't know. Dirk. He'll, be, he'll be out anyways. I, if you had to pick of any of those guys, who do you think it's going to be? I think it'll be Luongo because he's from Montreal. I think so too. You know, like it, it, it just fits, right? But he but, knows the league. But, he knows the players. He's Yeah. But but what does he know about being a GM? Like that, that that's a big freaking jump. You know what I mean? From going from goalie to but he's been in enough of those meetings with gms he played in the league for what 20 years That's, you know he, what i mean i think so, he had a front office job for a while didn't he and doesn't he have a front office job in florida he uh i feel like he does i think he does yeah specialist assistant to the gm in florida. yeah so he's watching everything go down anyways he could probably do it that's a big yep. fucking hockey market to be going into, though. That's a busy hockey market. That's a media crazy hockey market. Right. I think he can take it. I think he can handle do you it. Think, do you think they'll, they'll pick him? I think it will be him. Everybody's got to start somewhere, man. Yeah. Iserman did the same thing. He went from there straight up into a press box with freaking Kenny Holland. He was the same thing. He was assistant to the, to the general manager. And then he went over to the lightning and built that wagon before he came back here. Right. So you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Who do you think it will be though? Lou. Luongo. Lou. Yeah. 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 I do. Yeah. So we're on the same boat there. You had something too on uh little GL heritage. You had yep. something on, uh, on some league leaders. Yep. Um, so leading leading the league in points would be Connor McDavid. What's he got like is, sixty or something? Fifty. He's 60, got uh, fifty three. Yeah. Then you got Drysaddle at fifty two, Ovechkin at fifty, Huberdor, Huberdo, Huberdo, forty forty two, <laughs> and the Nas Kadri uh, at forty one. Wow. He's which is which year. is really surprising, right? Like, Kadri mm. started off good. Yeah, like he's he's playing incredibly well. Now, get him into the playoffs and see if he can just leave that switch off instead of turning yeah. it on and going cray cray. Like I've been watching Ovi a lot lately. What an absolute unit! <laughs> he is <laughs> that guy. Like he is a beast. <laughs> he's I, so would, I would be like if I was anybody in the NHL and you had to face him, like he would be terrifying. One would be superior. Slide down and block one of those fucking one timers. No, he gets so open when he does that. Like oh. it's, it's unreal. And everybody knows it's coming. Like I don't get how he does it. Yeah, <laughs> he just and, and, he just stands there. Like he doesn't. And nobody's move. on him. Like it, it's it's amazing how open he can get. And uh, 
get that shot off. It's crazy. You had a thing too on some possible award winners, didn't didn't you too? Oh yeah. But, uh, oh by by the way, before we flip over to that, if we had to pick right now, who's going to lead the league in points by the end of the year? Who do you think it's going to be? In 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 points, just in points. <laughs> well. There's, not, not, there's no bad pick in Ovechkin, right? Yeah. So I'll, I'll take Ovechkin. You're going Ovi. I'm going McDusty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you got, you got them all within three points of each other. That's what right? I mean. So it doesn't really matter who you take. You have a shot. Right. Um, you had something possible award winners though, right? Yes. Uh, for mm. the Vezna. That's the so, goalie one, right? Right. So the top five is uh what's his name demarco from uh vancouver and this is Demco. a no who demico no <laughs> it's funny hearing you try to say is it patrick demco demco there yeah. you go demco is that his first name patrick right no thatcher what is it thatcher 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 demco TH. All right, fuck dash one ant, but I got it back at the end, so I'm even. All right, <laughs> and you got, and so he's his goals against is uh, two point five five, right, and a save percentage of nine twenty. That'll be good. So pretty that's good. yeah, that's pretty good. So then you got uh, Frederick Anderson, of course. Uh, goals uh, goals against is one point nine two, with a save percentage of nine two nine. Jesus. Then you got Jari from Pittsburgh with a 1.39 goals against average and a save percentage of 932. That's nasty. <laughs> These are dirty. And then you got Igor. Fuck. What goalie from where? The Rangers. Oh, Shisirkin? Sure. sure. I think that's, I don't know, it's somewhere along that. I can't say it either, but. 2.09 goals against with a save percentage of 936. He's nasty. And then Rangers are white hot too, by the way. And then you got Jack Campbell, my boy. Not a big deal. 1.86 goals against with a 939 save percentage. Is that good? <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know what? When when I watched that uh that uh, all or nothing this guy jack campbell is one of the nicest human beings on mm -hmm. earth yeah like he is unreal like never once took glory or anything everything like he got a couple of pucks during that yeah. season you know like because he he had to he had to step in for freddie anderson right like anderson yeah. you watch it anderson just takes a break says like yeah i just i i'm not ready to go i can't go like if, no, if no to, certain reason why, like his leg was sore or, or whatever, but Jack Campbell, it was all on his shoulders. Right? If you had to, if you had to pick one of those five to win it right now, everybody's staying healthy. One of those five, who are you taking? Well, I'm going to go with my heart and I'm going to go with Campbell. <laughs> Freddie Anderson's right in there too. Right. So I'm going to go one of those two. Yeah. Yeah. If, if everybody stays healthy and hopefully everybody does, but I'm, I'm leaning on one of those two for sure. I would say yeah. they're, they're kind of the two hottest in the league right now. Yep. Um, 
do you have any more of those teed up or are you like or was that kind of the main two that you wanted to talk about no, what about I the did. norris I, I don't have beat? anything on that okay we'll do I, that i just had i just had more i had more on the um if, so like if here. you had to pick a guy to win the norris top guy who plays defense in the league who are you choosing there i know there's so many and there's so many that are having amazing years right now too um wow i don't know i know see that's what i mean i'm looking avalanche way or rangers way that adam fox adam fox i think could be one who's gonna be in the running kale macaro i think will be one that will be in the running I think it'll be between those two. Honestly, I think those two are the slam dunk pick between those two. And if I had to choose, I know Kale just scored an absolute beauty goal, but the Rangers are probably one of the hottest teams in the league right now. And a big part of it is because of that Adam Fox. So if I had to pick anybody to win the Norris, I would choose him over a slight edge over Kale McCarr, but mm-hmm. who knows? Ledstrom's not in the game anymore, so no one Otherwise, you'd have to pry it from his silky, dirty wow. minutes. You, you, you can't count out Victor Hedman, right? No. But I just – that Adam Fox is just – I don't know. He just – Hedman's a stud, man. Hedman is a stud. It, like I said, flip a coin. Yeah. So, which will lead us into our last segment of our show, Rob, the butte of the week. Who do you have for your butte of the week? My butte of the week is uh, Wes McCall. Oh, Wes McCauley? The ref? When he did, yeah, when he did that uh, Red Wings game and two of the boys got into it and he yeah. gave them both uh, five for fighting. I know. He always does that. He's a beaut. Fucking awesome. He's awesome on the mic, man. Mm-hmm. Um, my beaut of the week, after seeing that overtime goal last night, I got to go Kale McCarr. He was just – it was one of the nicest goals. I couldn't believe he had hands like that for a guy that plays D. I thought he was kind of more of a guy that just kind of hangs back. I didn't think he was so – offensive shall we say so it kind of it threw me off guard it sent me for a loop but it was like jaw it was one of the goals of the year for sure so i'm gonna go kill mccarr on that note do you have anything else you want to talk about my friend are you good to go no good to go all right all you buttes and beauties we are all set and rob we're signing out we're out of here see ya peace Yeah, I can get behind it.